Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Ask Ellie Intuitive Insights and Your Questions Answered. Today is Wednesday, March 2nd, 2022, and it is an exciting day if you're into manifestation. My name is Ellie Molina, and I am your hostess. If you're joining us for the first time on this podcast, welcome, and here's a bit about me. I'm an intuitive, a psychic, author, consultant, educator, and the creator of the Kids Academy, a magical place where children and their adults learn to tap their inner magic while raising consciousness. And to learn more about Kids, head on over to my website, www.elliemolina.com, and look for Kids and download your free 16-page guide titled, What If? Six Ways to Help Your Child Tap Their Inner Magic. And if you head over, you'll also find my online course, Make Magic Happen. You can check out this online intuitive and psychic development course for adults and children. Well, I am super excited to begin this month's series of podcasts as they are all about magical manifestations. I have declared March Magical Manifestation Month. And to kick off the first of four podcasts beginning this month on magical manifestation is not only the new moon today in Pisces, but my guest, Timothy Schultz. So before I introduce Timothy to you and you get to know his amazing story and become inspired, just want to catch up on a few of the important astrological events that are happening this week that will create an add to the magical manifestation month of March. We've got a new moon. This is going to be the best new moon today of the year. Jupiter is so tightly close to the sun that there's so much good luck and fortune in this new moon. So please make sure that you do something important on this day that will further and foster your dreams. It is also Ash Wednesday and Lent begins. Here's a day to really begin to put into action all of those things that you have said you wanted to, and they may be things that you've declared for so long, but now's the day to begin. Never a better time. Tomorrow, Mars will be conjunct Pluto in Capricorn. You will be determined and passionate and dedicated to your goal, and you'll also be extremely magnetic. So Uh, remember that as you're going about your day, tell yourself, I am a magical manifester. I am magnetic. I attract riches and abundance into my life. And then come Saturday, March 5th, the sun conjuncts Jupiter. And this is, this is, this is the luckiest day of this year. If you're traveling, it's going to be great. If you've got requests from VIPs or people who can help you, this day will be fabulous. Reach out, enjoy this day, make connections, use the energy. And there's a rare meeting of Venus and Mars that will set off sparks of love and a glamorous night for everyone. And Venus enters Aquarius. So by all means, really get out there, get yourself active, uh, look for opportunities and let your sparkle just shine and reflect in other people's eyes. So now let's go to our guest today, none other than Timothy Schultz, podcaster, filmmaker, author, as well as the director of the Mile High Horror Film Festival. Timothy studied film and journalism and earned a degree in broadcast news. He's the founder of Bullhead Entertainment and has produced a diverse array of award-winning films. And you can visit his IMDb page to learn more about him. Now, Timothy also has a YouTube channel where he features vlogs and podcast interviews with a diverse array of guests, including many lottery winners. And I was going to say many other lottery winners because Timothy Schultz is a lottery winner. In 1999, he sold himself a winning Powerball ticket while working at a gas station. And now he's writing a book about how this event has fortuitously altered his life. 
And with this, I welcome Timothy Schultz. Timothy, thank you so much for being here and kicking off March Magical Manifesting Month with me and our listeners. Timothy, 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 thank you so much for being here today with us. I am so excited to have you here for so many reasons. And uh, my first question, which is burning, and I'm sure that other people listening to this today are going to be asking this. Can you tell us about what happened when you won the Powerball in 1999? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, it It's one of the craziest, most surreal, it's one of the biggest things that's ever happened to me in my life. And it did happen in, in 1999. So it was a few, a couple years ago, but it was still one of the biggest things that's ever happened. And I was struggling. I mean, I wasn't on the streets by any means. I wasn't homeless but I wasn't wealthy by any means either. And I was trying to put myself through college, working at a gas station 40 to 60 hours a week and basically um, played the lottery from time to time. I was inspired by, I had a really vivid dream about winning the lottery that I had already won the lottery within this dream that convinced me, it was so real that convinced me that it was going to happen. And after that dream, I started playing a little more consistently and I won a few months later. It was, it was very, very surreal. Wow, that's incredible. I have a couple of questions on that one. Did you get the numbers during that dream? No, I, within the dream, I basically just, I experienced having won. So mm-hmm. within the dream, I had already won. Right, right, and right. I didn't, I didn't see the numbers. I didn't see um, balls dropping down or anything like that. I, I had just already won. And it was so real that it took a little bit to understand that it had not happened. <laughs> yeah, and, right. Yet. <laughs> yet. Yes. That is so awesome. Um, so I'm going to chalk that up to a prophetic dream. Would you, would you agree with that? as being a prophetic dream where it's already happened and you saw it happened. And this is, you know, like you really knew that this was going to happen for you. I, you know, I don't have all, all of the answers with it, but I tend to lean towards that way because it's not, it's one of many dreams that I've had throughout my life about things as they're happening or before they've happened. And it's, it's one of the more notable ones to a lot of people because I've made, made it public, but, that, that dream anyway, but, but I've had several dreams throughout my life that were similar in, in nature about things before they've happened. And I, I find mm-hmm. the whole subject really, really fascinating. It is. It is. Absolutely. It's a very fascinating subject, but I'm going to circle back to your lottery, to your Powerball winning. Um, you said that it affected your life in a very fortuitous, uh, fortuitous way. And can you elaborate a little bit on that? Because so many people dream of winning the lottery and take lottery winning courses. And how has this affected your life? Well, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how long this podcast goes, but I could could talk. We're going to have at least 50 minutes and I got a lot of questions. So we got time as long as you do. That's fine. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's so it affected my life in so many ways It when that, when this happened, I was 21 years old mm. and, you know, I went from being a college student, just trying to pay my bills, trying to pay my, put myself through college, working 40, 60 hours a week at a gas station to all of a sudden having more than enough money to do almost anything I wanted to at such an early age. And, you know, I I knew there were limits. I couldn't just go out and, you know, actually do anything because even though it seems like you have a magic wand, if you win millions of dollars, there are limitations and it's important to understand your means and spend within your means because 
because there is a means whether you have $1 million or $5 million or a hundred million dollars, there, there is a means. And, and you see those stories in the media, the media likes to latch onto those, especially when it comes to people that are, have won the lottery or that are somewhat famous that, you know, professional athletes, sports stars, famous actors, you know, that sort of thing. So I, I always understood that there was a means. And so I spent, I tried to spend within this means. And that meant that I understood from a very earlier time that I couldn't just give, I couldn't do everything that I wanted to. And there were people that, first of all, the lottery one was mostly very positive, but there were people, formerly close people, friendships, and even some family members that are, those relationships were ruined because they wanted money they just kept wanting <laughs> I, I gave what I wanted to give and what I felt that I could afford to give after, after I initially won to a lot of people but a couple of these people um, just they just wanted more and more and more and so I had to learn a lot of hard lessons about how to say no about mm. how to understand that I'm not completely responsible for everyone else mm -hmm. if I want to be financially responsible myself well, I'm not responsible, period, but I, I can't give, you know, indefinitely like to people right. over and over and over, or I would be broke very, very quickly. And so I understood that early on, but not everyone else did. And so some of those relationships were, were mm -hmm. ruined, unfortunately. So I had to learn some lessons about, about that. And I even felt some guilt at some point for even having one be because I, and this was, I'm, I don't feel this way now, but yeah. back then, because I couldn't help everyone to the extent that I wanted to, and I saw the pain that it caused within, within some people. And so some of that wasn't very easy. So, so I had to learn some life lessons with that right. sort of thing. Um, on the other hand, in positive ways, you know, it's really opened up a lot of opportunities and relationships that are positive with people. I got to see who actually really cares and loved me <laughs> right you know right. that mm -hmm. they weren't just after me for money they didn't just see me as a, like a walking talking atm machine <laughs> i could see the people that actually cared about me and so i, I learned about that and some people i offered to this is initially after the win way back in the day but some people i offered money and they said no i don't want mm -hmm. it even though they weren't wealthy by any means they didn't mm -hmm. want it because they didn't they wanted to prove something that Right. That, you know, that, that's your money. You do what you want with it. So I, I had to learn a lot of lessons with that, but there were some very positive things as well. Opportunities. You know, I was able to, obviously I went back to college mm -hmm. I, anyway, what I was doing before I won, I kept doing that. And one thing that I've noticed with, with myself and with, I think you mentioned that I interview other lottery yes. winners, but one mm -hmm. of the things that I've noticed about, well, in interviewing other lottery winners is that it tends to magnify personalities. And so whoever you are as a person, you'll just be a larger version of yourself. And I can't speak for every lottery winner mm -hmm. ever, but everyone that I've ever met, that is the case. And that was the case for me. So I was very much into wanting to get my college education or get a college education and very into film and journalism and broadcast news and interviewing people and these passions, these desires before I won the lottery. And so the lottery helped, um, it helped me be able to do those easier, but mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that I wouldn't have still pursued those things had I not won. It just would have been a different path. Right, right, right. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense that it magnifies who we really are or what our passions are and our personality. Um, and I'm glad that you won the lottery at such an early age, even though, again, we do know now, of course, in hindsight, when we look back, 21 is still very young. You're still, you know, the brain in neuroscience is still forming as our experiences. So to have this experience can feel very overwhelming and um, depending upon, you know, structures and support, you know, it could be, it can be 
a very difficult, challenging situation for anyone, no matter how old one is, when there's an unexpected amount of money. And, you know, no doubt I could actually easily see it taking a toll on friendships and relationships and uh, family dynamics. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm sure you probably have heard that a lot with some of the people that you've interviewed over the course of years. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Some of them, um, some of them, that's, that's for sure. You know, there are a lot of factors I think involved with how it affects relationships, including how much you win and where, where you live. Um, You know, for myself, I was living in, in the Midwest. And so I'm not, no one's better than anyone else. This isn't, um, but in the Midwest, at least where I was, there weren't very many people that were wealthy. And so to all of a sudden become what's, you know, wealthy overnight, just about, Mm -hmm. and then to be surrounded by people that are not really makes you an outlier. And so it was hard to uh, Mm -hmm. not stick out, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Well, that was then, and this is now, and here you are now producing films, interviewing other lottery winners, and having a book, and all kinds of other exciting things. And I do have I do have a couple of questions for you, though, that I have put together, not that I want to spring them on you. But again, you've interviewed a lot of lottery winners. And is has there been, not that I know there are many, but have there been a few that really stood out in some way? Their stories were so incredulous or something. And if yes, can you share? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone has a, a different story and I'm, I think everyone I've interviewed is pretty fascinating, but a couple that stick out, one is Roberto Mendoza, who his story is really incredible. He won, I believe it was a quarter of a million dollars. But what is really incredible about his story is that he has been overcoming the odds all his life. And he started, he grew up in a third world country in in South America, I believe. And so just getting to the United States was a big deal. He opened the water the water tap and air would come out of it. So he he really literally had nothing for, Mm -hmm. for money Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and his, he was starving and he just wasn't easy. And he, he he eventually was kidnapped and eventually set free and made his way to America. But so he was a kidnapped victim and he really, he speaks several languages now. He's just a very uh, nice and real individual. And the lottery, his, I believe it was his mom, but, you know, he was convinced that they're like, oh, you should, you should buy a ticket. You might win. And he went and played and then he, he won. But what's even more incredible than that is that he donated all of his money, the whole prize to help feed the homeless, because that's what he's passionate about because he grew up hungry and he's devoting his life to feeding people that need food. Mm -hmm. So he runs a shelter or I don't know that it's a shelter, but he, you can Google it, Roberto Mendoza, but Mm -hmm. he basically helps people now. And he has this Mm -hmm. foundation where, he helps feed people and it's, it's really, really fantastic. Wow. Again, magnifying who one really is. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And he, wow. he also became a chef for four, I believe it's four U S presidents. Oh, I don't wow. know. I don't, I don't know whether he's cooking for Biden, but he did for um, Obama, Trump and Bill oh, Clinton, my. I believe Clinton. And I think Bush, one of the, the, the younger Bush. So he, I mean, he's, he's cooked for several presidents. He's cooked for several um, famous people, actors, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like he, oh, wow. <laughs> he's really come up from nothing and become something that's really inspirational. So his story uh-huh. really sticks out in my mind. 
Oh, wonderful. I, I'm going to encourage everyone listening to the podcast to go look him up and obviously to go look at your podcast also, your channel. And we'll talk about that a little bit later so that people can hear all of the wonderful people that you've inter- interviewed over the years. That's fabulous. That's absolutely fabulous. Um, I remember hearing, maybe you can, maybe you recall this story about a man who I think he was on your podcast, um, who spent his last $20 on a scratch off ticket and won $10 million. Was that on your podcast? Do you remember him? I don't know his name. Yes. Uh, Bradley Hahn. And he, he won on a scratch ticket in Missouri and he won $10 million. It's his story is pretty incredible as well. And I actually did a, I recently interviewed him a second time with, with some follow-up questions that should be coming out. Oh, cool. Yeah. That should be coming out soon on, on a YouTube channel, but Mm -hmm. he, his story is really incredible. It really changed his life in in very big ways and, and some relationships with, with people. And it's, it's been mostly positive. He has had, he has had some relationships that were, um, I, I can't speak for him, but, you know, damaged. And so he got to speak about that a little bit mm-hmm. and, and just how, but he seems like he's very wise and he's very down to earth and he's being very smart with, mm-hmm. with the money. And it, overall it's been mostly positive for him. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really incredible. Yeah, it happens part, to people. It's real. <laughs> yeah, no, no. The part I remember about it was that he had, if I if I recall this correctly, that he he had no money to pay the mortgage, and he was so so frightened. And then he went and he purchased that scratch off ticket, and there it was, the money for the mortgage, and he got to save the house, and it was just incredible. It, what I remember, just the way he described it, with the emotion of being able to save his home come in such a time where there's so much stress on a person and in their life. And so that just stuck out at me like, wow, just wow, you know, and but I don't remember if he was guided or if he had any, any messages to go buy that ticket. I don't recall any of that. I think he just from from my recollection of it, he had played, he played the lottery at at a gas station. And there was another gas station across the street and he just had a kind of a hunch or an inkling Mm -hmm. to, to go across the street and play one more ticket. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where that, where that came from. (laughs) (laughs) It's like so wild, right. You know? (laughs) Yeah. And I think he told the clerk that he was going to, he was going to win that, that jackpot one day. I don't know Mm -hmm. that, that he told them that the same day, but it was the same clerk and, he so I thought that was interesting as well yeah 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 that's that's crazy um any other stories that really stand out at you before I continue asking other questions anything else like that really pops at you from people that you've encountered along the way yeah there there are so many I interviewed um a man who won 50 million in Canada on Lotto Max and Randy Rush, and he his story is fantastic. He has a book out right now, um, fifty billion to one, I believe it is. It's a memoir. You can, you can look it up. But a lot of viewers and listeners to my podcast are really pleased with with reading that. But he had an experience prior to to winning, where he was playing this game, and these certain numbers popped up, and it was just really helps. It's, it was really interesting to listen to him about his belief in God and um, being a part of some, something larger, but how the lottery changed his life has been pretty incredible. He's doing a lot of things to help less fortunate people. And he also had, it wasn't all, all positive. He had a, uh, a lawsuit that, he talks about in his book with someone that he felt that was um, trying to take advantage of him. And I didn't exactly, I wasn't in that situation, but I could, I can empathize with what it's like to have people try and try and use you after you win the lottery, because that does happen to some people. And, and that did happen to me for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you, 
I, not that I want to bring up any kind of unpleasant memories, but if you want to share, I can imagine people getting like, not blackmailed per se, but almost as if um, threatened, maybe threatened or maybe blackmailed also, you know, just, I mean, everybody's got like maybe one skeleton in the closet. Oh, I'm going to tell if, you know, going to tell the world, you know, that you smoked cigarettes in the bathroom in eighth grade or something like that, you know, I'm like who cares? But, you know, you never know like what pops out of the closet when somebody comes into all that money and, or becomes famous for that matter too, you know? Yeah, it's it's interesting how it how it can change people. You know, some people just try to take advantage of of other people, and that's just mm-hmm. how some people are. And I had I had some I was involved in a uh, I can't say too much about it. I don't know what I can say or can't say, so I'm not oh. gonna okay. say too much. But there was okay. a book deal that I had that mm-hmm. basically um, turned out really really poorly that someone was trying to take advantage of me and there have been other many instances where people especially you know after I first won where people were some people were trying to take advantage of me and I kind of learned how to deal with that and to understand when people were were doing that as well Mm -hmm. but I also as I mentioned earlier I felt that I had this means to live within this means and so understood that I couldn't give everything that people necessarily wanted, or I wouldn't have anything for very right, long. Right. So right. I understood that a long time ago. So that helped a mm-hmm. lot to be able to understand that. Wow. 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 That's wild. Um, I just had a question. Oh yeah. So I spent, I met you just, just to refresh your memory. I met you on a YouTube show that my friend Marty Rosen, Rosenblatt, who does um, Applied Precognition Project. So Marty runs the Applied Precognition Project. And Marty interviewed you, I'm going to say almost two years ago, maybe something like that, or perhaps it was either pre-COVID or during COVID. And you were on Marty's, on Marty's podcast. And I immediately gravitated towards your story because we usually talk about remote viewing on these podcast on, on our discussions in applied precognition. And this time we were talking about lottery and it was just so fast. Do you remember that, that um, interview that you did? So yeah. it, it was just so fascinating because I know a lot of people work with remote viewing to get numbers and then, you know, so this, like, I get fascinated by this. What are the different modalities that one can use to win lottery numbers? And is it within our control? So can we, um, these are just, I'm just, this is rhetorical questions and you can help me out in a minute, but, you know, is it possible to get the numbers through remote view? I say, yes, you probably have people. Do you have any people on your show who have gotten numbers through remote viewing that you can actually think of? Well, I, so I, one person I interviewed, his name is Mark Hotton. He is a, oh, YouTube, yeah. he yeah. has a YouTube channel. He's very much into that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he uses the term remote view or not. Maybe he does. I'm not quite sure, but he, he does. He's very into visualization and yeah. he's won several different um, prizes and he, he teaches people his techniques on how to do that sort of he's very into that sort of thing and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so so that's one person it's very interesting um i so i recently i was was going to interrupt you that mark mark uses visualization um he uses visualization techniques for for himself and the people that he teaches and trains yeah Mm -hmm. um but let's go back to re- that's different from remote viewing. Remote viewing, ex- remote viewing is actually when we just you know go into the zone and see the numbers pop up, and then we go play them, and they're right. And I don't know how many remote viewers, kind of like how many psychics, you know, the old story, psychics mm-hmm. don't win the lottery. Okay, that's just a belief. Have you had psychics win the lottery? <laughs> Do well, you know any stories? I mean, <laughs> Not, not anyone that claims to be um, necessarily psychic, but I think that people, um, if you believe in that sort of thing, I think that it's not some mystical 
special person that's psychic. I believe that people are more, you know, there are different levels of awareness and there are, I think a lot of people can be psychic. I mean, have you ever thought of someone and then all of a sudden you get an email or a text or they call you? I mean, that's a really simple thing that happens to most people that mm -hmm. I know. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a, a way of being psychic, but it can go way beyond that. And I find the whole subject very, very fascinating. I just interviewed someone, the interview is coming out shortly um, with, with a out-of-body experience expert who is very knowledgeable in remote viewing and is just a very fascinating um, topic. Mm -hmm. But as far as, before I get into that, as far as lottery winners themselves that have dreamt or, you know, seen the numbers, um, I haven't interviewed anyone um, that mm -hmm. fits that yet, but perhaps mm -hmm. I will one day. Oh, I do, I do yeah. know that people, people have dreams. You know, I've read, there, it doesn't take very, it's not very difficult to find in media, in news, all these stories of people that have dreamt the mm -hmm. numbers mm -hmm. and then they played those numbers and then they have won whether, and sometimes it's the next day, you know, it could be right. hours right. later and sometimes it's decades later, but those always make a splash in the media. And it's very, very fascinating. Mm -hmm. I, I remember the story of Jose Silva. He was the creator of the Silva mind method um, and back in the sixties and he needed money to continue. He was broke at that moment and he really wanted to continue his research in psychic and intuitive development and in mind control, using the power of our mind to remote view, to see things. So he was like the granddaddy of this all. And then he dreamt the lottery numbers. He dreamt them. And so he went and he purchased the ticket and he won the next day and he won $100,000. This was back in Mexico where he was. And the $100,000 was just enough for him to get that business moving again that he needed to. And then we have the silver mind control method because Jose was able to win the lottery and get his numbers. So you know, I, I just love these stories. And wow. I do know, though, that many people have gotten the numbers through dreams or through into, let's call it intuitive hits, you know, that like that nudge, go buy, go buy a ticket, just go pick up a ticket. Uh, and I'm sure you've heard that quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have heard that quite a lot. And because I pay special attention to that because of my own dream. But one thing that's very interesting about quite a few of the lottery winners that I've interviewed is that a lot of them have had experiences which led them to believe that it was going to happen before it did mm -hmm. and that's especially fascinating to me because of this this dream I had but the dream that I had about winning was just one of many dreams about something before as as, mm -hmm. as something is happening and so it's really interesting to me where does that information come from if you're to accept that that's not just coincidence Oh, yeah. Where does that information come from? You know, mm -hmm. is there the whole quantum physics is very interesting about time and, you mm -hmm. know, we perceive time as being linear. Mm -hmm. So this is 2022 as we're talking right now mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so forth. But, um, you know, some quantum physicists believe that really when you get down to it, that there is no time mm -hmm. and that everything is one and, mm -hmm. you know, that there's multiple dimensions. And it's really, really fascinating. I don't claim to understand all of that, but to me, that makes a little bit of sense because how else would you know that something is going to happen before it happens? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I totally believe. Um, well, it's, it's not, yeah, I, I buy into the theory of quantum physics. I buy into the theory of not buy into it, but you know, I, that's my belief that it all, everything is connected. We're all part of this large cosmic consciousness and that there is no time and that there are alternate realities and we can tap into them and that our access to tapping into them is of course, being aware, being present through dreams, uh, through meditation, and then even just regular, you know, like again, even hits during the day when we are out of our, let's call it our monkey mind. So when we get to leave that space of, of monkey mind and self-talk chatter and get to be really present, it's almost as if things can 
I, I like bleed through, all right? Like those just kind of come in from other dimensions. And that's about my level of comprehension on it. And I do believe that there is no past, there is no present. That gives us the opportunity to have a conversation with Einstein if we want to, to and have the vocabulary so that we could understand what he's talking about. But um, <laughs> so like we can reach these people at any time. I do believe that also, you know, just like, and again, the thing that we're all connected and we're all tapping into some sort of universal consciousness and frequency, which explains why we have telepathic connections with each other, why you think of somebody and then they show up two days later, or we can think of them and then they will reach out. So, you know, we've used different words on that remote influencing or telepathy, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but it's still the same process. So... Mm -hmm. I've spent a lot of time teaching this to children, um, just and not teaching, and not teaching so much because I believe we're all psychic, but rather having children learn to tap into these abilities so that they can trust them because they've got them naturally before we adults, you know, get kick it out of them and with our belief systems and tell them what's real and what's not real. And you've got kids too, right? Uh, I do, yeah. Uh huh. Do you mind if I ask how old they are? Um, well, I usually don't talk about it oh, okay. publicly. I mean, I'm happy, oh, right. happy to tell you, but I don't know if we... Okay, then you don't uh, need to. You don't need to talk about it. I was just curious if your children, um, because of the fact I believe in, in conversations, of course, being part of, you know our conversations determine the way that we see the world and everything. So I was just curious if you have conversations with the family about the work that you do and about possibility and about the universe being unlimited in terms of possible possibilities, limitless. So that was really where I was going. It's not so much like who are your kids and what are their names and how old are they and where can we find them? No, right, <laughs> right. Like no, I, I, yeah, no, I completely understand. I, I try to keep them open-minded, but I'm trying to let them, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what they believe as, as they get older, but I mm -hmm. try to let them sort of mm -hmm. figure it out for themselves. And I'm happy to explain where I'm coming from with, with everything, mm -hmm. but I don't fully expect them to um, believe necessarily exactly what I believe. Maybe they right. will, maybe they won't, but Right. I just want to plant the seed of open-mindedness because I think right. that's important. Absolutely. I think we, we, have, we can discover our own truths within us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're, yeah, I'm just curious. Cause I've got three, I've got three sons and mm -hmm. each one of them has a different perspective as to, mm -hmm. especially growing up with me around. Okay. And having these conversations and doing psychic readings around the house and having people come over for readings and have all of this be part of our daily conversation. And so I just enjoy watching their responses and some of their beliefs. I do know mm. this is a little bit of a tangent, but during COVID, I was very busy spoon bending. I had decided that I, this has nothing to do with lottery winnings, but this is about, again, telekinesis, which is for mm. me, also people are able, in my opinion, to win the lottery through the use of telekinesis, telekinetic powers as well. So mm. Um, I was spoon bending during the during COVID, and then I was teaching some people on my psychic development program how to spoon bend also. And then it was just really funny to watch the reactions and responses of my own family uh, about this phenomena. And that um, it was just funny. To, it was funny to watch. They were very. They laughed about it. They joked around about. It, they didn't believe it. Um, then they would come over and they would use brute force to bend a spoon. Um, and I was like, that's not how it works. Okay. You are not brutally bending the spoon because you're so strong. That's not how it works, but it was just fun to watch, um, again, different beliefs within the same family. You know, these are adult children now. So, um, it was interesting. I was just curious because I work in that realm with kids all the time and, uh-huh. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, that's fascinating. Tele <laughs> telekinesis. Yeah, I, I have never done that, but it's not yeah. a oh, spoon bending is not that difficult once you get again, it's a matter of belief. So there, there are videos online and um, 
there, the spoon actually heats up somehow, some way through the energy that we put focus on it. And it is at that moment that it becomes malleable and you can just bend it and twist it and turn it. I've got a whole collection. And then I got bored. Okay. Cause it was kind of like, all right, well, spoon bending is great. Now I'm not going to turn that into a business. So mm. what do I do with it? Okay, fine. Save them for a later date, you know, just hold them up one day, take a picture, but now I'm on to other things, you know, develop developing psychic ability and other people. And just, you know, mm. my fascination for this month is of course, manifesting mm. incredible things, including teaching people to manifest the lottery. So mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you, it's fascinating. And do you believe uh, it could be taught that you believe that people can learn how to manifest the, the lottery winnings like Mark has been doing? Um. I know that he has a lot of students, people mm -hmm. that learn from him that, that do win. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's what I know. I just interviewed someone that won a million dollars and she was one of his students and she swears by ah. his methods. And she believes that that's how she won. And she believes, you know, and a lot of what Mark talks about such as that we're connected you know we're all connected and we're connected to we have our conscious mind our subconscious mind and then beyond that the super conscious mind which you know there's different words for it but mm -hmm. some people believe that's more of like the astral realm mm -hmm. if you believe in that mm -hmm. sort of thing yes mm -hmm. and that sort of thing i think is really really fascinating mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i just find it very very fascinating because of some of my own experiences where I've had these dreams. Well, you know, I'll go to, I've gone to sleep and felt like as if I went out of my body mm. and then experienced these things. And then they come to be, um, for example, I, I could talk about this <laughs> for the whole podcast. I find it so fascinating, but for example, I was a journalism student. I was a media student in college and I had the newspaper delivered and every morning they would deliver the newspaper as part of my assignment. I had mm -hmm. to read the newspaper. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, my newspaper was not there. It was stolen. And so I was furious because I needed this for my assignments. And so I'm very into prayer, mm -hmm. which is a form of, med I mean, as you know, but mm -hmm. a form of meditation. I'm very into that. And I believe that we're all connected. I believe in mm -hmm god but you know connected to a higher source mm -hmm. and so that's what i pray to and i um prayed with the intention of stopping whoever was doing this from stealing my newspaper because i mm -hmm. needed it and so mm -hmm. that night or that morning i should say i had this dream where i felt as if i vibrated out of my body and then went out and saw this person this young teenager very young like early teens walking up you know getting ready mm -hmm. to grab the newspaper and so mm -hmm. it was so mm -hmm. real that I woke up and mm -hmm. went out of bed and this was a few hours prior to when I would normally get up the sun was just coming up and I went outside and this kid was a few feet from the newspaper walking up to it mm -hmm. and so and he didn't take it and I glared at him and mm -hmm. <laughs> he he never took it again. Oh my God. But, I love this. Uh -huh. But things like that are, are very, very fascinating to mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that just brings me now to astral projection and out-of-body experiences and bilocation and uh, all of that phenomena, because that to me is just all real. It just exists. And uh, as somebody said to me recent, not too long ago, you, I talk about these things the way that other people talk about the weather. And that is true. And I just wish that everybody else could talk about it the way that we talk about the weather. But for me, traveling out of body is very normal. I'm not saying that it's normal for me to travel out of body, but we've all done it. We've all had these experiences. Unfortunately, people don't always remember what they dream. 
Uh, however, when you do dream this and you know that you've had an out-of-body experience, it can be very disturbing when you come back into your body at that moment because our logical brain wants to comprehend what's going on and understand it. But it's such an incredible experience. I am looking forward to your podcast interview with this. Um, with yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. His, yeah, his name is um, Graham Nichols, and he's mm-hmm. an out-of-body experience expert. And he is really, really interesting. He had a, he teaches how to have an out-of-body experience. And so he's, he's pretty renowned in that field. He's been Mm -hmm. working with many scientists and um, he's very into the science of it, Mm -hmm. works with many people that study that sort of thing. He had an experience in, I believe it was 1999. There was a bombing in Soho, London, in the UK and there's a nail bombing and he had this experience, I believe it was five days prior to it happening, but shortly before it happened, he had this out of body experience where he precognitive one, where he saw witnessed this bombing happening and he was surrounded by, I believe it was five of his students mm-hmm. in the room when it happened. And he, when he came back to, this reality, this consciousness, he mm-hmm. wrote it down. Like he, he always writes it down mm-hmm, in a diary mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he had all these witnesses. So it, he, you know, yeah. he tapped, he tapped into that somehow. It's very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just had me go off on an associative thought now, but not that one way. Um, yeah. That <laughs> love these stories. Oh my goodness. I had a thought while you were sharing that. And then that thought just kind of trickled out. And so now I don't recall what my thought was. All right. We'll come back. Uh, So that'll be an exciting, when's this podcast going to air so that people who are listening to this can go find you and listen to that podcast. Probably within, probably in March of 2022. So we're, so Mm -hmm. next week is as of the recording, this is, Next week is March, so I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well. I'm making it's all a blur. But anyway, coming up soon, very, very soon. Yes. It's March manifesting, uh, March manifesting month for me. Uh-huh. So is there anything that you intend to manifest during that you can share? Are you up to any big manifestations for the month of March personally? Well, not necessarily okay. specifically for March, but um, mm-hmm. In general, I mean, my main passion right now, my obsession, what I love is this this podcast that I'm doing, this YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and I'm just really, really passionate about it. I put mm-hmm. whatever free time I do have into it, and I strongly believe that it's going to be, I mean, I, I just am very, very passionate about it, and I, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. believe I love entertaining and inspiring mass amounts of people in, in positive mm-hmm. ways. And I mm-hmm. believe that that is what I'm doing. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. And just listening. I mean, look, I found you and I listen religiously. And so um, I can't, I don't keep track of everybody's name that's on there, but I do know the lady that you're talking about. I remember her. Uh, Tammy, I believe is her first name, if I'm not mistaken, the one who's Mark's who learned through Mark. I'm not sure if that was her name, um, but I just yes. remember listening to her story about she was with her husband. They went to, I don't know, get a lot of ticket because the husband was more into it. But she was talking about how she does visual. I think she does visualizations and that she even had written down something. And then that all came to fruition. So she's uh, heavily into creative visualization. And these these interviews that you do absolutely positively affect people, even if you can't see it at that moment. But you know, there are so many people listening and benefiting from these stories, and then learning and trusting that they can create their own reality and that there is that there's so much more to life than what we see with our eyes. So it is a really big, wonderful service that you are providing for people to just expand their consciousness. So, you know, kudos to you for doing that. Oh, oh, thank you very much. No, I really appreciate your, your support and kind words, but I, yeah, I'm just really passionate about, about Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. And I do believe too, 
a large extent that we do create our whole reality. I mean, we're co-creative with, yeah, 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 exactly. Not the, yeah. <laughs> right. That's like, I call, I keep saying we create it, but I do believe in a higher power. I do know that prayer mm-hmm. works. I know that uh, when we do go to prayer really intense, intensely with intention and conviction that it works. There's no doubt about that for me. So it's not just a matter of us randomly co-creating everything by ourselves. I don't think it's a random mishmash either. But. No, I believe that we are connected. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you want to talk about stuff on that level, like I, I really believe that we are connected to something much higher than ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that's the true source. I believe that's where we come from and where we go. And that this life is temporary and, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. all sort of... Uh, to an extent, I mean, it's just, it's, this is what we see. And it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that this is all there is. And some mm-hmm. people are able to tap into more senses than other people, but just because we're limited by our senses doesn't mean that there's not more. Oh, and uh. this person I just interviewed that is the out-of-body experience expert had a really, I think, interesting analogy or way of looking at it. He compares us to, there's a he compared us to computers as if we're the computers, but we're connected to the internet. Mm-hmm. So we're all connected by the internet, but we're the computers. And just when a computer breaks mm-hmm. or shuts down, where is the information that was in the computer? Well, it goes back, you know, it's in the internet. The truth is that the, you know, it's not the computer or the internet It's part of a whole and we're part of this, in this case, the internet, but not really. Right. You know, the net, the entire big network. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's a way of, a way of looking mm-hmm. at it that I thought was interesting. Yeah. I could agree with that also. I could. Oh, wow. Timothy, um, where we're about to wrap up. So where can people find you? I will put everything in on my YouTube channel. I will put everything in the bottom of the links and everything, but just right now for anybody listening, for those people listening right now, they wanted to go quickly and Google, where can they find you and your, tell us a little bit where they can find you. Sure. Thank you so much. Um, so if you're on YouTube, you can just search Timothy Schultz. I'm sure I'd probably be the first person that pops up, but Schultz is S-C-H-U-L-T-Z, Timothy Schultz. Um, also, my website is timothy-schultz.com. So timothy-s-c-h-u-l-t-z.com. But um, I'm fairly, fairly easy to find. The name of the podcast is Lottery Dreams and Fortune. So you can also <laughs> search for that, and I'm sure you can find me. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Timothy, I'm going to put all the links at the bottom of the podcast um, on Podbean and all the links will be on my YouTube channel. And I am so grateful and so happy and thankful that you were willing to come do this for my listeners and to share about your experience and promote your own work and get other people to come listen to your YouTube channel. So everybody who's listening today, please go check out Timothy's channel. It is amazing. He's got great interviews and it's very inspiring. So thank you all for being here today. And I will see you all next week, Wednesday, live at 10 o'clock. Bye and ciao for now. Thank you.